This is ATH Life Factors, and I'm your host, Adrian. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode four in this series, Don't Cry For Me. Pray that everyone is safe, you're sheltered in place. I know it's been some time since the last episode, and that's because I want you to know that it hasn't been easy creating these recordings. You know how it is when you get an idea, you're eager to get that idea out, you're eager to get it on wax or what have you, however you're going to present it, because you want to help somebody, you want to encourage someone, especially when it's something just near and dear to your heart, some personal information like this. So you're eager to get it out, but then when you start doing it, you realize it's not as easy to do as you planned or, or thought it was. So that's what it's been for me. But that's okay. Nonetheless, I'm back. Let's get into it. First, I want to say that during this time of pandemic, I've been doing a lot of reading and I read in The Guardian and some other resources who were reporting an increase in child sexual abuse during this pandemic. And immediately, I was like... Wow. But I wasn't surprised because these are thoughts that I had already had initially. Because I'm thinking about as we're sitting, as we're sheltered in place, in those minds that go idle, right? An idle mind doesn't always reflect positivity, positivity or bring about something positive, right? Not all the time. So the Guardian is reporting an increase in child sexual abuse um, as they were requesting more funding for children's helplines due to these abusers trying to exploit this COVID-19 crisis. And that just spoke to me and let me know why this story is imperative to the times we're living in today. It just confirmed it all for me. So having said all that, I want to tribute this series to those who have yet to unveil truths or confront the factors that have impacted significant relationships in their lives in general. So having said all that, I want to tribute this series to those who have yet to unveil truths or confront the factors that have impacted significant relationships and impacted their lives in general. So sometimes life factors have an impact. It lasts, they last for extended periods, right? But what we can't do is we can't allow them to dictate the future or the purpose God has intended for our lives. We have to remember that we're not here on this earth to benefit ourselves. We're not here to pat our own selves on the back, to make our own selves proud. Rather, we're purposed others. Hence the reason for this story and the reason for the titles of this story. Save our little girls. Save our little boys. Save the children. And don't cry for me. A listener asked a question. Adrian, what have you learned since you started telling your story? So since I started this journey, I've engaged in numerous conversations. I've heard numerous testimonies and I've learned a lot 
that I wasn't aware of previously regarding thoughts people have, thoughts they have now, or thoughts they had then about this little girl, now grown woman, which explained some of the reactions from individuals then and now. I shared with a friend some time ago, or when I learned this, I shared with a friend that I now know why some crushes I had on some classmates, why they were ignored. <laughs> and we both laughed about it. Because when I thought back, I'm like, oh, that's it. Now it all makes sense to me, right? It's just amazing what you don't know. And it's just amazing how you can be so naive to different things. And that's all it was, naivety. Not thinking that people know something and we all go through that or have been through that thinking that something is happening but nobody knows it's happening or nobody knows about it and somebody knows about it or have some thoughts about it right so this episode part three each episode has been different and it has allowed more information to be revealed about this little girl slash young lady well this episode i want to give her a name and that name is Trinell. That's Trinell. T-R-I-N-E-L-L. Trinell. So, from now on, throughout this series, I'm going to refer to this little girl slash young lady as Trinell. So, the previous episode ended with the little girl stating that she would probably never play organized basketball again, though she still loved the game and would most likely always love the game. Once you love it, you love it. Once you play it, you're good at it. If it's in you, it's in you. You're going to always love it, no matter what happens. So I want to give you just a little more background about Trinell. As little kids, she was somewhat sickly. She had an illness that was difficult for doctors to diagnose at that particular time. She suffered with stomach aches, severe nausea, vomiting, and she couldn't eat or digest any of the foods she ate regularly. And this resulted in significant weight loss and the weight loss was so much that you could see her intercostal or rib spaces. They were visible to the naked eye. If you look at her, you can just, she was just that skinny. Kinda like those children you would see on those commercials, you know how they would show the, the third world third um, world children who's starving, how they would show them, and you can see those who were so small and had lost so much weight, you can just see all of their ribs and their rib spaces easily. So this illness will last for weeks, um, even a month. And the only thing that comforted her during this time was when her mom would buy those huge jars of dill pickles. You know, you get those big jars of big fat pickles. She would get those pickles and she would peel those pickles. So, Trinelle would eat those pickles. She would drink Gatorade and top it all off. She could lie next to her mom and fall asleep. When she got to that level where she was comfortable enough or her stomach was settled enough to go to sleep. So after she ate the pickles, drank the Gatorade, it helped settle her stomach and calm it down to the point where she could go to sleep. And lying next to mom always provided that peace, that comfort, that safety, right? So just a little background. And I think this is gonna be significant 
to you as we get further and deep into the episodes. So, as I stated in the previous episodes, the ninth grade, the 10th grade, and the 11th grade, those experiences, well, Trinell had become numb to the sexual encounters that still went unknown by others. She learned to just lay there with her eyes closed. Tears would fall. Or they would push through her closed eyelids and run down her face. Coach never knew because she remained quiet. Trinelle remained quiet the entire time in one position. Coach didn't seem to mind her quiet and still because afterwards, the coach still expressed happiness. And all Trinelle knew was that she had to be still, fight back the tears, endure the smell. And she hated the smell. It was something about the smell. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about. She hated the smell. And lastly, she had to observe Coach's attitude afterwards. Because Coach's attitude would determine the mood of that day, that afternoon, that evening, or whatever the hour was. So since the ninth grade, the young lady had a high school sweetheart whom she never had sex with because he expected, he respected her stating that she wanted to wait until marriage before she had sex. He had no idea how far away from marriage she was and needed it, Trinelle. Trinelle really cared about this young man because they had a lot in common. He was nice to her, wanted to spend time with her, accepted her for who she was. And he didn't seem to know about this dark place that she was in. She remembers one weekend had to be maybe the 11th grade. She had to house it for the coach and the coach's roommate. She had to house it the dogs as they were out of town. So her boyfriend wanted to see her, so he came to the coach's house to visit with her. Trinelle was so excited he was there. She was so excited he was there with her, almost as if he was protecting her. All they did was watch television until they fell asleep, lying next to each other. Trinelle remembers at that moment how much she loved her boyfriend. Not one time did he try to have sex with her or ask her to do something she was not comfortable with. She remembers talking to the coach after that weekend and telling her how much she she liked this guy. Coach was not too happy and still had negative words to say about him as she did all of her friends or those whom she was seemingly close to in the coach's eye. Trinelle 
The young lady did not allow the negative words to penetrate her and affect her at that time. So Trinell continued to express to the coach how much she liked him. She also shared with the coach that she wanted to let him know about what was happening with her and the coach. And immediately the coach stood and she punched a hole in the wall as if she wanted to hit Trinell. Why, the coach asked. I want to tell somebody, Trinell continued. Then Trinell could not go home and got another understanding that others couldn't ever know. She remained as close as she could with her boyfriend, per the coach, and he never knew what was happening to his girlfriend. And he never cared for the coach. Coach really wasn't happy about her having a boyfriend, but she accepted it because it would present some sense of normalcy for Trinell. There was nothing normal, normal about Trinell's life, and she didn't know if she would ever be normal again. So this coach and some people ask why, why don't people tell, why don't people share, why don't people say or let someone know what's going on with them. And these are reasons because fear, fear of what's going to happen to them, fear of the punishment they're going to receive, whether it's from outsiders, whether it's from family members, who is going to hurt, is going to hurt mom, is going to hurt sisters, what's going to happen, fear of not knowing what's going to happen, or if they're going to be hurt themselves. And one of the things I want to share with everyone is what's called the VIP factor. And that's called the very important person. And so while there are many reasons victims don't tell, the VIP factor is a significant reason why sexual crimes against children have continued for generations. These very important persons or VIPs are well-known local leaders in our schools, athletic and civic organizations, houses of worship, healthcare and business communities. Some are VIPs on the state or national level in the educational, in education, legal, military, corporate, media, higher education and political worlds. They have power, they have money, they have Impose a culture of silence that few dare to attempt to confront. So I fear for them being exposed, these predators, I fear of them being exposed, they threaten. And they threaten to cause harm. Therefore, the victims may not tell. 
I wanted to share that because that's information I think we all should know as far as any types of abuse that happens, you know, why people don't tell. Okay. So now I'm continuing with the story. Janelle and her boyfriend. And speaking of marriage, Janelle not wanting to have sex before she married. Because believe it or not, she desired to be married. Even through it all, it was just so interesting that she still desired to be married. She still desired to have kids. And she remembers at one point during an encounter with the coach, she she questioned the coach about the the sexual activity because she grew up in the church. She knew Christ. Her mom introduced her to Christ. And then, of course, she would go to church. She would attend church with the coach, of course. And you sit in church and you listen. You are going to get some understanding. You're going to get a better idea of who God is. Right? You're going to read scriptures. And so you're going to you're going to take in a lot of that information. So she thought about the word of God. She thought about the word that she had heard as far as what God likes and what the God doesn't like. And she knew that what was happening between her and the coach was not pleasing to the eyes of God. And so she asked coach one day, she said, basically, coach, with what we're doing, she said, this is wrong in the eyes of God, right? God wouldn't be pleased. And she'll never forget the response from the coach coach told her that it was okay because she was preparing her for marriage and so at that moment Janelle remained quiet because she was thinking about how the coach could be preparing her for marriage she didn't understand it And didn't understand it for a very long time, even though she kept playing it back. And of course, we know that she would never gain understanding of it because it just wasn't right. In conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, I must say that it completely baffled me that this lady could possibly think that she could be preparing this young lady for marriage by engaging in sexual activities with her. 
is completely it's just tragic it's just tragic and basically what she was really doing was creating a tragic uh, relationship experience um, for this young lady she is preparing that's what she's really preparing for her for some horrible relationship experiences that's just the bottom line I want to hear your thoughts though I know this is a tough story. These are conversations that people don't like to have. They don't like to engage in them, but it's just stuff we need to talk about because it's happening. It's happening every day. It's happening. We're quarantined right now. You, you, you don't know what is happening. Remember that molestation occurs more frequently than we know, right under our noses. Domestic violence, the rate of that is up. The rate of kids being sexually abused has increased. So these are conversations that we need to have. So I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know your, know your feedback. I want to know your experiences. And and I want to leave you with these, these facts. Did you know that female sex offenders or those who have been assaulted by female sex offenders are less likely to report the abuse. Hence, this young lady. Also, female offenders are less likely to be arrested and convicted. And then if they're convicted, they receive shorter sentences than male offenders. I want to leave it with that fact. Think about that. Contemplate on that. But in the meantime, you can continue to listen to ATH Life Factors. Please subscribe via SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And let me know your response. Let me know your feedback. This is ATH Life Factors, and I'm Adrian. Sound